Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy eclectic full-contact theater's throwing shade. Chicago, 1935. In a city rife with crime and corruption, a hero emerges. The shade, who rushes in where fools fear to tread. With predictable results... Say what you will, he's surprisingly unbreakable. Luckily for Chicago, there's The Vamp, female crime fighter replete with all the skill and talent the shade lacks. Theodore Rockwell, go-get'em reporter for the Chicago Gazette Times Herald, is The Shade, ably assisted by his partner, Wednesday morning, a.k.a. The Vamp. Can the shade save Chicago from crime? Can the vamp save the shade from himself? Can one man's uncanny ability to wear dark clothing protect an entire city from the darkness that lurks in the hearts, minds, and unlit rooms of men? Find out in the thrilling conclusion to throwing shade, a hero's just a sandwich. And sadly, we bid farewell to yet another sponsor. It seems that Dr. Bunko Hoser's health tonic didn't live up to any of its hype, and in fact was dangerous. People everywhere were shocked to find out that natural is not synonymous with healthy, and that someone with no medical degree is not the best person to go to for medical treatment. Apparently, your inability to pronounce an ingredient isn't indicative of anything other than your own ignorance. So, while the good Dr. Bunko Hoser attempts to dodge several negligent manslaughter charges, we here at Throwing Shade are happy to welcome the fine folks over at Fly-By-Night Airlines. Fly-By-Night Airlines, when you positively, absolutely, have to be there sooner or later. On last week's episode... No way! And now, on to our story. Act 3, Scene 1. Squat's the problem. The vamp ends up with a credit problem. After several hours running back and forth as a sort of anti-United Nations, offending and angering citizens from several different backgrounds, Captain Luminous stopped into police headquarters to report on his progress. So, what the progress have you made? Using several well-placed informants... My informants? I deduced the squeeze-box bandits were holed up in the warehouse district. I connected those dots, if you remember. So, I decided to search amongst the abandoned warehouses. After I suggested it? I discovered evidence of two people squatting in the offices of an abandoned shoe factory. After I pointed the evidence out to you? 
Vamp, are you all right? You're doing an awful lot of a muttering. Well, I... She's fine. I merely wanted to alert you. Because I told him to. That I'll be moving to make an arrest immediately upon leaving here. So you might want to have your boys on hand. Not to mention the mayor. And of course, the press. Of course. Do you need me to write it all down for you? No, why would I need for you to do that? I thought a visual reference might help since you obviously have issues with English. But of course... How insensitive of me. Glad you can admit it. Here I am, offering to write something down, assuming you're literate. I'm sorry, Chief. Yes, yes you are. That's for sure. But don't you worry. Even I should be able to remember Garrett the mayor and the press to the warehouse district. If you're sure. Oh, it's a okie-dokie, don't you worry. And regardless of my own personal disgusto... This is a wonderful news. The mayor will be so happy these criminals will be brought to justice. We still don't know if the people in the office are the Squeezebox Bandits. Of course they are. And even if they aren't, they're criminals and deserve to be in jail. That's not necessarily true. They could be. Chief Cannoli! That's a me. Is squatting illegal? That's a tough one. I mean, it's awkward. But sometimes it's a better idea than a bending over or a kneeling. Especially if you got a bad knees because of your wife making you help out with the gardening every weekend. No matter how many times you say, Carmela, I got an old green thumb. But does she listen? No. It's always, Carla, we don't do things together no more like we used to. I try to tell her that's what makes a happy marriage. But does she listen? No, she just say... Chief Cannoli, that's not what I, uh... No, let him finish. This makes the most sense of anything I've heard all day. Really, Vamp? Interrupting? I expected better manners from you. Interrupting someone is the height of rudeness. Now, Chief Cannoli, where was I before I was so rudely interrupted? I believe you were interrupting me. Excellent. What I meant by squatting was residing in a place that is not yours, often abandoned. Oh, that, yes, that's against the law. See? Told you. Criminals. Just make sure you're at this address. And that the press boys have plenty of film. I want everyone to see Captain Luminous dispensing justice. And I want it seen from my best side. Vamp! My fanfare! What was that? Only thing I could find. Women. Vamp, are you sure you're all right? Of course. Why? I'd just never seen anybody twist a bicycle horn into a pretzel before. someone take all the credit for everything you do? Vamp, I'm a simple man, but there's one thing I've learned in all of my years as a police chief. In a depression, nobody gets no credit. Chief Cannoli, some days I really want to see the world the way you do. Most of the time it's a fuzzy. I'm a tiny bit of nearsighted. Vamp, come on! You'd think that in one of those pockets you're so proud of, you'd carry a watch! We have to dispense the white, white hot light, light of, of justice. justice. Coming! 
I swear if he says that one more time, I'm going to bust his bulbs. Vamp, I know how you feel. Being overlooked and underestimated. Watching those who don't appreciate you take all of the credit for what you do. We all got to do what we got to do to get by. But you also got to decide how much is too much. Someday, maybe it'll be different. Gee, I've never heard you talk like that. Are you saying that I should... I'm not a saying a nothing. I'm a just a cannoli, the amusing police chief, doing what I gotta do. I understand. Thanks, chief. Here. Wish me luck. I think he's the one who's gonna need us some luck. Act 3, Scene 2. Coffee Talk. Luna and the Shade Bond As Captain Luminous and the Vamp made their way to the warehouse district, thanks primarily to the Vamp's instruction, It's this way! Ah, 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 of course it is. Just testing you. I must say I'm impressed. You actually have a sense of direction. How unusual. Come along! The Shade and Luna Libele... Libele... Lip... Seriously, who writes this stuff? We're leaving their fifth accordion-only club, and the Shade was feeling discouraged. Luna, I'm feeling discouraged. We haven't found hide nor hair of Larry and Esther. I really thought this was a good idea. Oh, it is, Shade. It's a great idea, only... What? Nothing. I have absolutely nothing to say and no opinion. Here, have some coffee. Luna, if you have something to say, I want to... Wait, what? Where did you get coffee? While you were talking to the bartender at the last club, I walked over to the late-night diner next door and got you some. Black with two sugars, right? How did you know? It's the exact opposite of how Captain Luminous likes his coffee. He drinks his with lots of cream but no sugar, so it's white and smooth but bitter. Whereas this is dark but a little sweet. I don't know what to say, Luna. Thank you. You certainly didn't have to do this. Of course I did. It's my job. Did you get yourself any? Oh, no. I don't need any. We've been at this a long time. It couldn't hurt to have some coffee. No, I need to toughen up and combat my natural feminine weakness. While I applaud your desire to better yourself, it's no good if you fall asleep in the middle of a mission. Here, drink mine. Oh, I couldn't. I insist. Okay. Now, you were saying? I was? When? Just a moment ago, when you agreed my plan for searching for Larry and Esther was a good one, but... But? But nothing. It wasn't important. I... Tell me. Okay. I think you have forgotten about Esther. Trust me, there's no way I could forget Esther. I still have the bruises. I mean, Larry and Esther are a couple, so wherever they've gone into hiding, it would have to be a place where she was comfortable as well. Luna, that's... I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Just forget what I said. It doesn't matter, and I was only joking anyway. Do you want your coffee bag? Brilliant! I promise I'll never... What? It makes perfect sense. Even if you're in love with an accordion player, you'd only be able to handle so much accordion music. So you need something to do when it all got too much. And you said Esther was a librarian, so... That's it! Don't squeeze a book by its cover! Where else would you squeeze it? No, no, the brand new accordion repair shop slash bookstore that opened recently in the loop. Luna, you're a genius! Let's go! 
Mary, I fashioned a trumpet out of some pipes and detritus I found in an alley. I'm still working on it. I don't really need a fanfare. I'm more a lurk-in-the-shadows-and-surprise-the-bad-guys type of hero. Right. I understand. Better? Definitely moving in the right direction. We're off! Leaping for no reason! Luna and the Shade headed downtown to Don't Squeeze a Book by its cover. To save time, they took the CTA. Attention! We're standing momentarily, waiting for signal clearance. We expect to be moving shortly. Well, it was supposed to save time. Should you really be riding inside the train with all the regular people? I tried riding on top of the train once. Didn't work. Would you look at that? It's the shade. Ain't that the bee's knees? But who's the skirt in the light bulb hat? I don't know, but check out the pins on that tomato. What are they saying? I'm never quite sure. Just smile and nod. Are you sure you should be mingling with people so far below you? Below me? Luna, these people are the reason I do what I do. Whatever fame or recognition I get for what I do is secondary to making sure people, real people like those seated here, crammed into tiny metal boxes smelling of desperation, exhaustion, and things I'd rather not identify, are protected against those who would abuse and exploit them. I'm not any better than they are. I am one of them. So why wouldn't I help? Thank you, citizens, but the applause really isn't necessary. But that's not for you. Yeah, it's because the train finally started moving. Oh, I'm sure whatever you said was aces as well. Don't make conversation. It only encourages them. Come on, this is our stop. You're a strange man, Shade. Truer words were never spoken, sister. He's not the weirdest thing I've ever seen on the CTA. I remember on the red line once, this fella comes in with a wombat in a shriner's cap, and he was... Doors closing. Luna and the Shade made their way to the unusual accordion repair shop come bookstore, and after staking it out from a nearby rooftop, found it locked up tight. Looks like it's empty. I'm sorry, Shade. I got us out here for nothing. I knew I wasn't cut out for anything but coffee and dry cleaning. Psst. Did you hear that? Psst. What is that? Sounds like somebody sprung a leak. Psst. Over here. Who is that man furtively lurking in the entrance to that alley? Harry? Harry Binney? Is that you? Sure is. Come on over here. I want to show you something. Is that a, a lemonade stand? Lemonade stand? Are you kidding? I will have you know, little lady, that this is the first of what will surely be the next thing in beverage consumption. I calls it Harry's Hooch House. You're selling alcohol from a lemonade stand? Why not? No law against it now that prohibition's over. I always said there was no way it lasts. 
Didn't I always say that, Shade? You have been known to mention it once or a hundred times. And now that booze is legal again, it's time for me to start my dream. My discount liquor store. That's what this is? I was never able to find anyone courageous enough to invest in my idea. So I'm starting small. But I have no doubt that this will grow into a huge chain of stores. I have to say, Harry, I admire your tenacity. But how do you make any money selling alcohol so cheaply? Simple. I make it all up on the foreign, foreign cheeses. cheeses. Foreign cheeses? That's right, dollface. I hike the price up on the foreign cheeses, and I'm on easy street. What kind of foreign cheeses? Glad you asked. For example, I have here a fancy cheddar from... Cheddar, England? No, Wisconsin. Doesn't most of the cheese in America come from Wisconsin? Not exactly foreign. Well, if that don't impress you, feast your eyes on this fine Swiss from... Switzerland? No, Newark. Well, that's exotic. And as the piece of resistance... This fine breeze straight from... Let me guess, Gary. Ah, a connoisseur. Are you sure this is a good idea, Harry? I'm telling you, it can't go wrong. The only worry I got is how I'm going to be able to get around to all my franchises once this hits big. Travel's expensive, even for a mogul like myself. Well, you could always use fly-by-night airlines. They're amazingly affordable. Really? Absolutely. It's how the captain and I go to Chicago from New York. They have more flights scheduled every day than any other airline. That's amazing. I mean, very few of them actually take off, but luckily there's always another possibility waiting for you. And they have an incredibly high number of flights. If you take into account the fact their fleet is made up entirely of old planes from the Great War. So they can only take one passenger at a time? Of course not. They're biplanes, so they put seating on the wings. How inventive. You really get the feeling of flying with fly-by-night airlines. And since they don't waste time on money on unnecessary frills like in-flight refreshments, staff, or seatbelts, they pass those savings on to you. It sounds like fly-by-night airlines is perfect for the cost-conscious traveler. I'll say... I'll make sure to call Fly-By-Night Airlines the next time I need to travel. Now, can I tempt either of you with a discount cocktail and some high-priced cheese? I have a special going today on a combo of Malort and Kazumaru. We'll pass. On duty, you know, but best of luck, Harry. I'm sorry all we have to show for this trip is seeing some of the most terrifying cheese I've ever laid eyes on. Did you hear that? What is that? That, Luna, is the sound of Lawrence Welp's accordion. That's an accordion? Come on, it's time to pull the shade down on those criminals. That's got potential. But before the Shade could dispense his special brand of midnight justice, Telegram, telegram for the Shade. Telegram, you the Shade? Shh, 
You're going to alert our adversaries. Look, I've been traipsing all over these rooftops of this city looking for the shade, and I can't knock off and go home to my beans on toast until I find him. And I really love beans on toast. So tell me straight, Max. Are you the shade or ain't ya? He's the shade. You can give me the telegram. No can do, toots. I hand this telegram to anybody but who it's addressed to, then it's my job. In case you ain't noticed, there ain't exactly a plethora of opportunities out here in the big city. So I'll bypass that particular slice of unpleasantness, if you don't mind. Now, could you please step out of the way so I can deliver this here telegram and get home? I got beans on toast waiting for me. Just read it out. She's my partner. Whatever it says, she can hear. I, I what? I think you've more than proven you've got what it takes in this business. Shade, I, I don't know what to say. How about you not saying anything so I can read this out and get home to my beans on toast? Exactly. So it says, help. Then there's an address. But who sent it? It's the vamp. Come on, Luna. We have to go. How do you know? We've got no time to waste. But the squeeze box bandit. They'll have to wait. Let's go. Helpful hurl. Hey, what about my tip? Sorry, can't help you. I don't have any pockets. Luna, leap. Ah, nerds. We'll return to throwing shade in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsors. Friends, do you long to get away from your humdrum life? Do you want to see the world and reinforce your belief that America's the only place that knows what it's doing? Do you want to mingle with exotic new people and speak loud, slow English to them? but don't want to spend a lot of cashola? Then call Fly-By-Night Airlines, your friendly budget airline. At Fly-By-Night Airlines, we put savings first, which is obvious from our completely round logo. That's right, here at Fly-By-Night Airlines, we never met a corner we couldn't cut. Tired of the high price of air travel thanks to such frills as indoor seating and trained pilots? Then call Fly By Night, where we guarantee you'll get from point A to somewhere in the vicinity of point B for mere pennies. Don't delay, because who knows how much longer we'll be around. And now, a few words from other important personages. Vamp, come quick. What is it, Shane? Is someone in danger? There sure is, Vamp. Businesses and theater companies across the country are falling victim to sagging sales and empty seats. We're facing an economic catastrophe worse than the last economic catastrophe. Oh no! We have to do something! We should take to the streets, find clues, interrogate suspects. Sell advertising. Right, sell. Businesses and theater companies can buy ad space with us, Vamp, on Throwing Shade. They'll reach thousands of discerning, law and order loving, comedy starved, comedy starved listeners from coast to coast. 
I understand they can listen to us on something called a podcast. Yes, that's true. You can hear us wherever these podcasts are broadcast. What does podcast mean, Shay? I haven't the faintest idea. Maybe growing peas? Ooh, maybe that's the world peas I keep hearing everyone striving for. I'm ignoring that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like advertising with us could rescue these businesses and theater companies. And save their bottom line. The rates are incredibly affordable. Well, there is a depression. Really? I'm quite happy. Get in touch with Eclectic Full Contact Theater at info at eclectic-theater.com. Say goodnight, Shade. Goodnight, Shade. And now, back to the thrilling conclusion of Throwing Shade. A hero's just a sandwich. Act 4, Scene 1. Captain Luminuts. Things come to a head between the vamp and the New York crime fighter. Eschewing the CTA in favor of rooftop travel, the Shade and Luna Libelul soon arrived at the warehouse rooftop the vamp had indicated. There, they found a chaotic scene filled with tension. Such chaos! It's so tense! The warehouse was surrounded by press, police, and members of city government, supplying the chaos. The tension came from the four figures on the roof of the warehouse. Two of them were tied up. The other two, squaring off over the bound captives, were Captain Luminous and the Vamp. Stand aside, foolish woman. I'm not going to let you do this. Oh dear, this seems to have gone badly. What are we going to do? Simple. We're going to throw ropes from this roof to that one, then slide down the ropes to that roof. Rope? I don't have any rope. What? Why would you not carry rope? Firstly, because Captain Luminous doesn't allow me to do anything more strenuous than picking up milk on the way to the Fortress of Illumination. And secondly, I have no pockets. Fine, we'll both slide over on my rope. (gasps) Now, hold on. Here we go. Unfortunately for the shade, the added weight, combined with his subpar knot-tying skills, caused the rope to come loose, swinging them toward the warehouse wall. Never fear, we'll simply swing through that approaching open window. You know, back when I started this job, a lot more people left their windows open. Come on, we have to get to the roof. When Luna and the Shade finally made it to the roof, (sighs) the situation had not improved. This is your final warning, Vamp. Stand aside. Make me. Captain. Vamp. Luna. Shade. Rocky. What? What? This situation has gotten pretty rocky. Yeah, you can say that again. This situation has gotten pretty rocky. Mick? Penny? Shay, we glad to see you. Tell this creep to let us go. We ain't done nothing. (laughs) Yeah, we've been framed. Quiet, criminal. Here now, you can't hit a man when he's tied up. Of course I can. (laughs) See? Captain, stop. Why? I won our little wager. 
I captured the Squeezebox Bandits! I keep telling you, Mick and Penny are not the Squeezebox Bandits. They were squatting in an abandoned warehouse office. Why would they be doing that if they weren't criminals on the run? We were just looking for a place to live. Yeah, we've been on the streets since the Depression started. And we ain't never robbed no banks. Yeah, we tried to once, but somebody had already robbed it by the time we got there. This hi-hat busts into our place yelling that we was under arrest. He didn't ask no questions, just started throwing haymakers around. Yeah, he even shoved me. You shoved a lady? She's no lady, she's a criminal. They deserve whatever they get. The vamp tried to stop him, so we ran for it. We was gonna jump over to the next roof, but he caught us. By the time I made it up here, he had already tied them up. Of course I did. I have to take them in. They haven't done anything. The vamp's right, Captain. These two aren't the Squeezebox bandits. Luna found the bandits across town. Luna? Ah, please. Luna couldn't find her own reflection without me pointing her to a mirror. I'll prove these aren't the people you're looking for. Mick, do you play the accordion? Why would I want to do that? Why would anybody want to do that? Penny, do you like books? Depends. Do they have pictures? See? Please, as if that mattered. If I tell those people down there that these two are the Squeezebox Bandits... Then they are the Squeezebox Bandits. They don't care about the truth. They just want to feel safe. And it's not like these two matter. Yay! There's no need to be rude. Maybe that's the way it is in New York, Captain. But here in Chicago, we still care about the truth. And I'm not letting you frame two innocent people just to feed your ego. Please, Captain. You have to let them go. You're... you're wrong. What did you say? You're wrong. I could never tell you that before, but I've learned I don't have to play second fiddle to you. I have a voice, and I'm going to make sure you don't talk over it anymore. You're wrong. <laughs> about this and about a lot of things. You play the fiddle? Remember, little lady, if it weren't for me... If it weren't for me, you never would have caught the wisecracker. What? what? Luna... I was the one who worked out all his puns. I was the one who figured out where he was going to strike next and where his hideout was. You just took all my notes and all the credit. Why didn't you say something? Do you? Well, I... Besides, I was enamored with him. I mean, look at that dimple. It's true. You gotta agree. Seriously, it's just a hole in his chin. Women! Besides... He wasn't as bad back then, but as soon as he got famous, it went straight to his head, and it's all he could think of. I thought if I followed him around and did what he asked, I could change him, but... This is all very touching, but I'm the hero. You're the mousy little nobody sidekick. Do you really think that anybody is going to believe you over me? I don't know. They might. You hear all that down there? Oh yeah, decent neighborhood has some amazing acoustics. The press are loving it, and we would like to have a longer talk with a Captain Luminous about his assaulting innocent citizens. You! This is all your fault. This is what I get for sharing my expertise with a woman. It's a waste. A woman getting an education is like a dog chasing a car. 
They have no idea what to do with it once they get it. That's it! The vamp leapt into action, using her unique fighting style. A blend of boxing, stick and move, stick and move, yard work, and baseball. Hey, better, 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 swing, better! But to no avail. But while the captain was distracted by the vamp, the Shade employed his unique fighting style of blunt object upside the head. Defeating Captain Luminous and allowing the Vamp and Luna to free Mick and Penny. Thanks, Shade. I knew I could count on you. Thanks for keeping him distracted. Good work, partner. Thanks. Oh, you meant the Vamp. I'm so sorry, I didn't- No, we couldn't have done it without you. And now, thanks to you, we know where the real Squeezebox bandits are. I'd suggest remembering this once you go back to New York. Oh, I will. I'm thinking of getting myself a hero name. How does Bright Girl sound? That sounds... What about Captain Luminous? Really? But there is a Captain Luminous. And he's a he. Well, he's not going to be doing any crime fighting for a long time. And captains can be women. They can? They can? I mean, they can. Then Captain Luminous it is. Thank you. Thank you both. This is all very touching, but... Can we go home? Oh, yes, of course. Thanks! All right, time to take the old Captain Luminous in. Yes, looks like it's lights out on evil. That's it! Act 4, Scene 2. Jumping as conclusions. Everyone gets a bounce in their step. The next morning, things were jumping at the offices of the Chicago Gazette Times Herald. I gotta say, Chief, these mini trampolines are amazing. They're the ladybug's eyebrows, all right, but why are they here? The inventor sent them to us to do a story on. Personally, I don't see the attraction. You're just jumping up and down. But you can bounce so high. We should probably mention not to use them directly under a ceiling fan. Wise move. With all the technical advancements being shown off at the World's Fair, I thought it was a good idea to do a series of reports for consumers. That's a wonderful idea, Chief. Yeah, we could start a whole magazine full of nothing but consumer reports. We could call it Things Buyers Should Know. That's sort of clunky. How about... Greetings! I trust the wheels of the free press are assiduously rolling, proclaiming to all far and wide the pernicious character and dishonorable behavior of that dim bulb from the Big Apple. If you mean we're printing a story about that creep from New York, then yes. Excellent. As mayor, I want to take every opportunity... To say, el tuyo to New York. Don't worry, mayor. I can assure you we wrote an extremely accurate story about what happened. There will be no question in anyone's mind as to the low character of Captain Luminous. I mean, what kind of hero shoves a woman? Or hits a man while he's restrained. Quite right. No place in crime fighting for Dirty Pool. Ooh, 
if that's your problem, you should call my cousin Ramon. He will make sure that pool of yours is spotless. Uh, that's not what I... Wait, how much does he charge? What I want to know is... Chief Cannoli, I forgot you came with us. <laughs> That's to be expected. I am very unobstructive. Obtrusive. Huh? Uh, not obstructive, obtrusive. Mayor, that don't make no sense. Everybody knows that obtrusive is a kind of angle. What? You know, acute angles and obtrusive angles. The only angle I know is a guardian angle. Could someone tell me why I have half the city crammed into my newsroom? Oh, right. We wanted to know if there were any reports on a squeeze box of bandits. And since we knew Mr. Rockwell and Miss Morning were close confidants of the Shade and the Vamp, we thought we could ask them. Because I told them that way the Shade wouldn't have to come to City Hall and break all of my windows. Well, I know the Shade and the Vamp did go to Don't Squeeze a Book by its cover. Anne found evidence that Larry and Esther had been there. But, despite staking the place out... They never found the pair. It's likely they heard about Captain Luminous being on their trail and found a new place to hole up. Though neither the Shade nor the Vamp seem to think that they're much of a threat. It's a very strange they don't seem to want to find these crooks. Who knows what goes on in the minds of masked vigilantes? Not us. Definitely not. We have no clue. None whatsoever. Since we are not masked vigilantes. Definitely not. Not this again. Great Caesar salad. Glad to see you went back to Great Caesar salad, Chief. Sounds much better. There's been enough change around here. I like sticking to what I know. So it's back to the catchphrase and to insisting that the shade and the vamp are menaces to society. So this whole incident didn't make you think that they are helpful? No. I just really hate New Yorkers. Now, can we curtail this confab and get back to work? Fine by me. I have a lot of paperwork I could be ignoring. And uh, somebody's got to put people on hold while the mayor takes a siesta. Rosa told me about it. <laughs> it's an official nap in the middle of the day, and I'm an official, so... <laughs> Clemens, make sure I get a copy of the paper to send to Mayor LaGuardia. <laughs> Rosa, Chief... Vamanos. <laughs> Ay, Dios mío. I think I've created a monster. Now, if it's not too much trouble, could we possibly get back to doing something productive? Right away, Chief. I wonder how Luna's gonna do as the new captain. I mean, a woman in charge of the crime fighting for an entire city? You think a woman can't be a crime fighter? Of course not. But alone? It's a tough job. It's better when you have a partner. She might be happy with not having someone talk over her and take credit for all her ideas. I can't imagine how hard that must have been for you, dealing with that cad, not letting you get a word in edgewise. Can't say I was completely unused to it. What? I'm just saying I that know that it's tough sometimes dealing with fellas who don't appreciate you, especially like Clemens, but I always value what you say and take it very seriously. I appreciate that, Theo, which is why... And if I ever see anyone belittling you, talking over you, or actively taking credit for your achievements, rest assured they'll have to deal with me. After all, I think you're aces, Morning. For a woman.
You're an okay guy yourself, Rockwell. For a man. Without a dimple. What is the big deal about a dimple? It makes your chin look like your keister. It's a woman thing, Rockwell. You wouldn't understand. Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater company, Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Here's a sneak listen to next week's episode. Come on, get a move on! This has been Throwing Shade, brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Sponsored by Fly By Night Airlines. Created by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond. Written by Andrew Pond. Directed by Katherine Siegel. Starring the voice talents of Daniel Poole, Noelle Weiss, Stephen McClure, Kaylee Osterman, Andrew Pond, Rochelle Prue, and Monica Safflick. Our Foley artist is Lori Iyer. Our engineer is us. And I'm your narrator, Noelle Weiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone. Tune in next week. Same shade time, same shade station. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as Mike Drugan. What? It's a word. Anyway, becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So, head over to patreon.com EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Oi.